Welcome to the first Best Nurse Podcast, where each month we share information for and about Atrium Health Nurses. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode. Today, we're going to be talking with some star preceptors in Atrium Health. I'm Stephanie McDonald. I'm a director with the resource team at Atrium Health. I'm Megan Hurth, and I am a clinical supervisor with the resource team, and I'm an ED nurse at heart. And I'm Carmen Shaw, Director of Nursing Practice here with Atrium. And today on our episode, we have Miss Edie and Miss Catherine. So we'll start with Catherine. If you want to introduce yourself and tell us about um, your role here at Atrium and how long you've been here and anything else you want to share with the world. Well, hello. Thank you guys for having me today. I am Katherine Walker, and I currently work in LCH pre-post, but have been an ED nurse for 15 years. Yay, Edie. Yay! Yay, Edie, and yay, Edie. Yes. But I'm in the pediatric world. I've only done pediatric emergency department, and now LCH pre-post. How about you, Um, Edie? My name is Edie Bibbick. I have been a nurse for nine years um, in both critical care and on uh, med surge cardiac. So um, currently, for the last almost three years, I've been in the resource team, so floating all over to the different hospitals and um, different units, and just we love that. And you started out at Atrium as a nursing assistant. I did. I started, I've been with Atrium now for 12 years. I started as a, as a nurse aide in our original float pool at the main campus. So, um, definitely use that as an opportunity to, um, see different units and where I might want to work, you know, once I had graduated. So it was, it was really nice experience. So yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. A lot. So Edie, we're going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about, you know, our episode today is about preceptors and and we know how important that is to our new graduates, how important that is to our nurses that are transferring to, to new areas within the organization. And so we really need like awesome preceptors with, you know, the passion to precept. So tell us a little bit about what preceptorship is to you and how you've been successful. Um, Well, I feel like though that my initial experience, I started as a new grad in a medical ICU. So that was like, Mm. you know, you had to, you know, just start at the very beginning. And it was, you know, almost like a six month process. So I went through a lot of preceptors who, you know, really looked up to and gained so much knowledge from. And then that helped me later on, you know, when I would, you know, help out and, and initially, uh, I mean, eventually became um, a preceptor also, um, you know, about a year or so later, you know, once I was comfortable and and that role. Um, But yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Definitely loved, um, you know, precepting new grads to the ICU also, because, you know, they, they just, you know, you you get to be that foundation, you know, for, um, you know, for the, all that they, you know, learn and absorb and all that. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Slate. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. A blank slate. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely enjoyed that role a lot. I mean, you know, even, even precepting experienced nurses or, you know, either way, but I mean, I just really particularly enjoyed, you know, new grads and, um, doing that whole journey program and, you know, helping that out for sure. That's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Catherine, I worked with alongside you for years, and mm-hmm. I call you the secret sauce of the of LCH. <laughs> when I worked there, you were the secret sauce. And part of that was how good of a preceptor you were. I think you even precepted me when I was floating to you as an experienced nurse coming and not being experienced in peds. But tell us, um, how do you how do you help welcome that new nurse? And how what are you passionate about when you're precepting? Well, first of all, I just have to say I do love precepting um, because I think it's awesome to watch where they start and where they end. Like watching that journey that they take on, whether they're in the transition to practice program and a new baby or someone that has experience and comes onto the unit and you just need to tweak a few things specific to your unit. It is such a rewarding experience to watch them go to their next level, seeing that aha moment that they have. And when they have it, you can you can just see that moment of accomplishment for them. So I really enjoy taking care of our nurses and taking care of the future of our nurses and in ensuring that they have the tools they need to come up with whatever they need for the day. Catherine, how did you get trained to be a preceptor? How did you learn to do it? Well, at my old hospital, <laughs> it was a, hey, you've been here a year. Yeah. It's your turn. <laughs> well, that, that definitely happens. Yes. Yeah. Here, um, <laughs> yes. Sometimes it's a good right? thing. Sometimes it's not. Here, I, um, I actually came here as a travel nurse. So I had the kind of resource orientation of two days. Well, now it's more. But in, a couple years ago, <clears throat> um, I had a couple days in the unit. And here's where this is. This is where that is. All right. Here we go. Um when I started to be asked to be a preceptor, I took a class here at the airport center several years ago. I'm sure it's been updated multiple times since mm-hmm. then. It's mm-hmm. Now we've had preceptor summits and we've had all those right. things um, to help empower all the preceptors and have everybody be on the same page and be celebrated. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was taught to be a preceptor, by coming to these classes mm-hmm. and getting to experience precepting with other nurses mm-hmm. as well. Did you find the class invaluable? Like, did you find nuggets in there that you actually apply? Most definitely. Awesome. Es- especially now when we have such a generational gap in nursing, it's wonderful to get tips on how to reach millennials and get tips on how to reach non-millennials. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And f- yeah. for me, when I was a preceptor, I thought, the thing um, that was challenging for me was helping people develop their own critical thinking skills. And I remember when I went to class, I, I learned some tips on how to do that. That was really helpful for me. Yeah. Now tell me, Edie, how, how about a time that you had a, a, somebody that you had the chance to precept? Tell me about a time that they really stood out to you or you really felt like the impact you made made volumes for them. Um, if I, I was trying to, you know, kind of think of some, some, um, scenarios and I definitely feel like that, um, a nurse that I precepted as a new grad in the MICU, um, she definitely stands out, you know, in my memories, but, um, 
she went on to, you know, not only did I preceptor as a new grad through that whole process, but then she went on to be such a leader in the unit, you know, in the years to come. Um, she ended up being um, like charge nurse, a code nurse, um, and then later on went to school to be a nurse practitioner. So, um, you know, I know she was very driven and that was definitely like really cool. But just to see that whole process and know that I kind of helped like, you know, at the very beginning, you know, maybe it was like a, a stepping stone um, in a way. So yeah. definitely stood out. But it was a it was a, a bond that we had a connection. And even then, like once we were working kind of side by side years later, we kind of joked about it, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, remember when, remember when this? And that is kind of a fun thing yeah. whenever you've precepted a new grad or any experienced nurse and all of a sudden they're your supervisor and you're like, hey, yeah. I had a little part in how they're, exactly. yeah. they're a nurse. Yeah. For Just sure. a teensy Proud. one little part. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, you know, I want to reflect, I, you know, I love precept and I used to do that when I was at the, the bedside doing direct care. And oftentimes people, just because you're a great nurse and you're good at what you do, like, you know, we have, we have wonderful, fabulous nurses that work across our system, but not everybody's a preceptor, right? There's a difference. Like we think just because they're good at doing the job that they're doing, that they're, oh, be a preceptor. But tell, help us understand for those that are interested in being a preceptor or maybe those that are, you know, a preceptor now, maybe struggling and trying to figure out how they can, you know, improve in their work. Or maybe a leader is trying to um, provide some guidance for preceptors on their units. Tell us how, how can we, what is it that a preceptor does differently than, say, someone that's really good at their job but just being pulled to help somebody Maybe or the skills, train the skills the sk that are especially helpful the skills yeah like what what is that separation of preceptor versus great nurse i think for me is meeting that person where they are mm -hmm. and kind of letting them develop goals daily as to how to improve that so whenever i have a new grad um i know there's a lot that they want to learn mm -hmm. but if they're too hyper focused on too many things then, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. If they focus on one or two things to improve on that day, then we've worked on those things. Now you've taken a step forward. Now we can the next day reevaluate, hey, you did a great job yeah. here. Let's move forward onto the next thing and build on those skills right. mm -hmm. each shift, each hour of the shift. I mean, you can take someone from step A to step G in one yeah. day. Yeah if they're progressing. Right. Um, I think for me, you know, I had heard the phrase, you know, nurses eat their young. And, and I know that coming out as a new grad, I felt very intimidated. You know, there was a lot of experience levels there and things like that. And, and so when I moved forward to become a preceptor myself, I wanted to make sure that I didn't create that environment where someone was nervous to ask me a question or feel like that they you know, that they felt dumb or something like that. So I just wanted it to be an uplifting, you know, positive and, and create an environment for, you know, learning and, and moving and, um, you know, developing themselves, you know, as an, as a nurse. It should be a safe place right? where if exactly. they feel like they made a mistake or they feel like something doesn't sound right, that they should be able to come to you and be like, Hey, 
Edie, I really need help with this. Right, for Can sure. You, I, I'm just not sure. I know you've taught me 14,000 times, <laughs> but today I'm not remembering. Right. And currently, since I just transferred units, I've gotten that experience of being the orientee. Mm-hmm. And I had to remind myself to give myself patience because I'm learning a new skill. Right. Mm-hmm. And after telling preceptees over and over again, hey, you did great today. You are exactly at the level I expect you to be at for where you are. I had to tell myself that today was a good day. I'm where my preceptor expects me to be. I can be happy with that. I'm not going to be 100% perfect on day one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Give yourself grace. I wondered if you would dig into that a little bit, Catherine. You you are a very experienced eating nurse, 15 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. or more, and then changed to an entirely new care setting. So you just mentioned that you were a new in this setting. You had to be precepted. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like? Very nerve-wracking and exciting all at the same time. So I was nervous because it was a brand new place, but so excited to learn from a different group of people, a whole new skill. It was I knew a few people in the department, so that gave me some comfort, but I still got to learn a lot from my preceptors and from just other nurses in the unit. A lot about charting that I did not do very well in the emergency department, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, we can always grow, right? <laughs> we can always grow. We'll always have opportunities. Yes. Regardless of how long you've been a nurse, always. you can grow every single day. Yep. Um But yeah, I definitely learned a lot about charting and just different skills and how other people do things. It's okay to do things differently. It's okay to have different preceptors within a unit. You can learn something from every experience. And I do want to put a plug in for our listeners. We, on the Atrium Health Nursing Portal, there is a preceptor um, page where you can access a lot of information about preceptor resources, um, ways preceptors can be recognized, educational opportunities. So just those that are familiar with the the nursing portal and, and want to learn more about precepting or preceptors here, or clinical preceptors here at Atrium Health, just go to the nursing portal and you'll see that. We actually had a, uh, a powerful um, house. packed house last month at our preceptor recognition or preceptor summit mm-hmm. is what it is. We do that annually. So um, it was a packed house. It was wonderful. I had some great speakers. So we do a lot to um, recognize our preceptors mm-hmm. here. There's also a really great quarterly newsletter that comes out. Yep. Uh, preceptor Pearls. Preceptor oh, Pearls. So yep. If you've not seen it, uh, I think you can actually find it on the portal. It's on the portal. Subscribing. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and also, too, if you know a great preceptor, you need to nominate them to be a star preceptor. Yep. And they can get a reward for that, and they should. Yep. Um, so you can find information on that on the website as well that Carmen is sharing with you guys. So, yep, the nursing portal. That nursing portal is awesome because I have to plug the pen tab. <laughs> information is on there if you are interested in clinical advancement. All you preceptors out there, use it for your advantage. That's Thank right. You. Yes, you. Thanks, Thank Catherine, you. for that plug. Go to the nursing I portal. Love the <laughs> oh, awesome. I, I know um, we, we've heard of Benner. 
Um, and she talked about nursing become, we have our continuum of novice to expert. But our goal as preceptors, would you say is novice to competent, right? Mm-hmm. How do you make that leap? Is there something, some advice you can tell other preceptors how you get that nurse from novice to competent? Um, I think that I just uh, kind of pick up on their learning styles, things like that, that, that help, you know, you know that they're going to absorb Um, you know, coming at things at a different angle with, you know, each individual personality. But for me, I felt like I just like to start at the very basics and just kind of build on that, especially in like, you know, the ICU setting, you know, there, that's a big, that's a big leap, you know, Mm -hmm. from novice to, to, um, competent, but, you know, just starting at the, at the very basics and just kind of going up from there. And, and I think the journey program is just so, is just so good with that, you know, like, like starting out and saying, these are things that we need to accomplish before we move on to the next. And, you know, they've really laid out like a really, it's a good tool that helps us when we are precepting, you know, new grads. And I was just going to say the same thing, like setting goals and then, you know, just plucking at them little by little because you can't eat an elephant all at one sitting. Mm. You got to do it one bite at a time. And that's how you become competent. You repeat the same skills over and over again to get patient, get nurses to see the patient as a whole and not be task driven, especially in critical care and ER settings where it can be very easy to do. So what I'm hearing is building, and so you need a foundation to build upon, and that foundation is a good preceptor, wouldn't you say? And so that kind of speaks to what Carmen was saying earlier, just because you're a good nurse doesn't mean you're a good preceptor, right? because not everybody can build a house, somebody who's trained to do that, and you guys have gotten the training, you have the fruit on the tree, you're leading leaders, you have leaders that have come out from under you and now are impacting others. And I just think that that is really admirable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, preceptors, it, it takes time. It takes commitment, consistency. Patience. Patience. <laughs> patience. I mean, it's not an in and out thing. I mean, you really have to take an extra step and go above and beyond just showing somebody how to do something. You're teaching them. You're encouraging them. You're their cheerleader. Absolutely. You're their counselor. I mean, you're you're kind of going to be tagged to them forever. Yeah. You develop, thing, right? It's a relationship you build on, really. I still have, I still talk to most of the people that I've precepted, and I, it's exciting to watch them grow within their careers. Some are clinical supervisors, some are travel nurses, some are impacting so many patients. They're doing medical mission trips and you get to kind of live vicariously through the seed that you planted. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they, you, you watch the transformation from them being like someone that you're precepting to then becoming your peer, you know, and yeah. you're, and you're working side by side with them as a team. You know, I did night shift for a lot of years and, you know, we really have to collaborate and things like that. So, you know, they you watch them grow from someone that, you know, you were giving them all the knowledge, but then now you might collaborate together down the road, you know. So. Or they're precepting other people. Exactly. I jokingly would say, that's my baby. That's my grandbaby. That's <laughs> right. my great grandbaby. That's great. Yeah. When you were talking about planting a seed, I, I was thinking about an apple and somebody holds up an apple. How many apples do you see? People say one apple. Well, here's our apples, right? Well, they have seeds within them. They plant the seeds, grow into a tree, grow hundreds of apples. And so you're right. What you're doing is 
creating waves of exponential legacy. So these small things that might go unnoticed really as a multiplication effect, what you're talking about, they are your great grandchildren and they're multiplied. And the good practice you did is multiplied. So it's just very valuable. Yeah. Edie, you work in the resource team, so you float everywhere, and you train people to be able to float everywhere. Uh, I, I feel like that's a slightly different skill set. So how do you tackle now these experienced nurses right. who are starting a new practice of floating to different locations? Um, for me, it is it is different, but I do enjoy that as well. I think float nursing, it takes a special type of personality being very adaptable mm -hmm. to, you know, moving to a different location every day. So when I'm a preceptor in this setting, you know, these nurses come with a lot of experience. And so for me, I just kind of, it's almost more like, what, what do you need for me right now? You know, so you don't, I don't need to teach them how to start an IV or, you know, change a dressing. This is more of like a, how can I help you feel comfortable in this environment? Um, and then a lot of it is, um, you know, meeting some people, learning where things are, how to get to different locations, you know, things like that, right. because that's what they need to, the, the hospital is so huge, you know, so it's like, you know, you, you want someone to feel comfortable that they know where they're headed, they know where to get their supplies so that they can tackle their day, um, time efficiently, things like that. So, you know, I, I like that you both have touched on that. You, you meet the person where they are. You meet them. You actually spend some time learning them. And then wherever that is, you build mm -hmm. on that. I, I really like that concept. Right, for sure. You both have such a, a great demeanor. Like, I feel like if I had no. to be precepted, I would feel so comfortable around you. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, and we, I know that everybody's listening and they're getting inspired. If you find that you have a heart for new nurses or you, or maybe you see things that should be improved in practice in your unit, take the step of becoming a nurse preceptor and, and look into these classes that we were talking about earlier. Um, and we just really appreciate Catherine and Edie. You guys are such a great example. We're just, we just think it's great. Yeah, I'm sure the people you've precepted are listening to this episode and going, that's my preceptor. <laughs> so before we close our episode here, I do want to go back and men mention our, our mission and vision. Um, and that is to improve health, elevate hope, and advance healing for all. And our vision is to be the first and the best choice for care. The title of our podcast is first best nurse. If I don't know if you guys realize that, but that was really inspired through our mission and vision here at Atrium Health. And when you look at or listen to that mission and vision, there are five simple words, health, hope, healing, first and best. What resonates with you when you hear that as an Atrium Health nurse? Well, when I think about that, I mean, especially being a preceptor, it's my duty to help this nurse heal patients mm -hmm. as a whole. There's so much going on when a patient walks through the door to your care, and it's your job to help them take that next step in their healing process. Mm -hmm. 
And if you take the time to teach our young, teach our nurses to take care of that patient as a whole, whether it's their family that needs some help, it speaks volumes to our mission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you ignore the family in the corner, they're going to see our mission as not being a healing or a healthy environment for their family. So as a whole, we take care of that patient. Right, for sure. I also feel like it's that I have a lot of pride for, you know, the place that I work. You know, I've been, this has been my only place that I've been, you know, throughout my, my nursing career. But I want to help instill that feeling, you know, that you want, you, I'm, I'm proud of where I, where I work and I want um, patients and family members to be happy with the care they get, that they, that they feel trust, that they have trust in, and the care that we're giving them. And so I like to, um, I like to try and work with the, with the new nurses to, you know, to instill that sense of, you know, being proud of where you work and wanting that to roll over into, you know, how people perceive us, you know? Yeah. And also setting an example, right? setting an example for your team and for the, the families. If I want my family to know that I am taking the best care of them, I'm going to be up on standards of care. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be looking for evidence-based practice. I'm going to be helping our unit move forward so that we are the the unit that goes to whatever conference and publishes this fancy thing to help patients. Definitely going to be us. Mm -hmm. So that goes back to our, that goes back to the vision being the first and the best. Yes. So thank you, Edie and Catherine, for spending time with us this afternoon and Mm -hmm. um, we look forward to continuing our conversation and thanks to everybody out there for listening and tuning in and we hope you found this episode inspiring and informative we welcome your ideas for future episodes and hope you tune in again next month